0: You're listening to the Daily Missioner Podcast with Benedict. We were talking about the fact that we don't immerse vessels on Yom Tov because if we immerse a vessel, essentially we make it fit for use. It's almost like making the last hammer blow on a vessel to finish off its construction. Makibah Actually finishing something off is an act of creation in itself. And we're not going to carry that out on a festival just as much as we aren't going to carry it out on Shabbat. And that's essentially where the picture that we left in the second Mishnah of the second chapter of Beitzah. And now we're going to pick up In the third Mishnah of the second chapter, with some exceptions to that rule, some exceptions to the rule about not immersing things on Yom Tov. And this actually, we could say this finishes off the second Mishnah, and then we're going to go back to our pattern, Beit Shammai Beit Hillel, Beit Shammai Beit Hillel, which we've been following ever since the beginning of the tractate. So let's begin with the exceptions. Vishavin they agree. We're talking about Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai now. So this is this is a coda. This is a a postscript to the previous Mishnah. Vishavin, they agree. Shemashikinat a'may bi'chli evan lataron that we can make water in a stone vessel kiss in order to purify it. Now, what is this business about making the water kiss? We're actually making the water in the stone vessel kiss the water in the mikveh we're making it just come into contact with the mikveh so the situation if you can imagine it is that we have water which is good for drinking right this is drinking water and i guess in the time of the mishnah you could not afford to throw away clean drinking water it wasn't you know today you just pour open a tap right and you can get as much water as you like but that was not the case in the time of the Mishnah. So if water has become unclean for whatever reason, but we want to drink it, maybe we want to give it to someone who's in a state of tahara. Maybe we need to, to, to be in a state of tahara for a festival. So we need to purify the water that become unclean. And what are we going to do? We're going to take the water and we're going to put it in a stone vessel, a stone vessel because a stone vessel can't become unclean. And we're going to lower it into a mikvah just to the point that the water in our stone container touches the water in the mikveh. That's the kiss. When we say we make the water kiss, we just make it touch. And at that point, the two waters become joined together, you could say. And of course, from our physics, we know, you know, a body of water is a body of water. But there's a fundamental principle about a mikveh, which is, is you can't make it unclean. Nothing can make a mikveh unclean. So once the two waters have touched, the water in your stone vessel becomes clean, and then you lift it out of the mikveh. You, you so you make it touch and you lift it out of the mikveh, and then you have clean drinking water which you can consume on Yom Tov. So that's the first exception to the rule that we don't immerse on yomtov, We do actually immerse water. And I guess the rationale is we're not finishing off a vessel, but we are making it fit to be drunk on yomtov. What else can we do in terms of immersion on yomtov? Um, so we said uh, they agree run. we can make the water kissed to purify bilin we don't actually immerse a vessel but we do immerse from one purpose to another. So if you have maybe a um, maybe you've got a vessel that was you've immersed it for the purpose of holding turuma and you want it to you want to bring it to a higher purpose maybe you want to hold holy things for the altar so you could immerse it to change its purpose it's already pure you're not making you're not converting it from impure to pure you're just changing its purpose and similarly maybe on Pesach you're changing from one group of eating the Pesach to another you might the halacha is actually you need to re you need to immerse your vessels but that's not, because that's not that they're not pure to start off with. So, for re- practical reasons that don't actually, if you're immersing something that is already tahor, that is already pure, you can immerse it on Yom Tov. So, those are the exceptions. And then we go back to our pattern, Beit 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 say, Beit omrim, Shlamim, Som of law Lot. We can bring peace offerings. And we may not lay hands on them. But we don't bring burnt offerings. Very interesting position of HMI. There is background that we need to know. When you bring a personal offering. You push, you put your hands on the head of the offering. It's a verse in Vayikra. This is he, that is he that is bringing his own offering. These are not public offerings, these are personal offerings. You bring a personal offering, you push your hands down on the head of the offering. And the Mishnah explains in Munachot, Kol Korobanot, Yachid, Smicha. All the offerings of an individual require sumicha, they require um, laying on hands. And there are some, some, some small exceptions. And, and Beit Hillel, by the way, require laying on hands immediately before slaughter. Whereas Beit Shammai rule that you can lay on the hands before, you can do it the day before Yom Tov. And there we can understand really Beit Shammai. Beit Shammai omrim v'inshlamim of v'ein of samchim alehen. Beit Shammai say we bring peace offerings, but we don't lay hands on them. Why not? Because according to Beit Shammai, you could have done that before Yom Tov. Of a lot, lot. we don't bring burnt offerings. Why not? Because burnt offerings are wholly burnt on the altar. And Beit Shammai are going to say, look, you can only bring something you can eat. And of course, you can't eat anything. You can't eat burnt offerings. And Beit Hillel will, are more lenient. Beit Hillel on rim of inshlamim ve'olot som chin alehem We bring peace offerings and burnt offerings and we lay hands on them. Beit Hillel take the view that we have to lay hands on the animal in order to, directly before the slaughter, in order to bring the offering. And in general, by the way, work in the temple is permitted on Yom Tov. So we can see where Beit Hillel are coming from. What about work that is required for personal comfort? Beit Shamai Umrim Beit Shamay say Lo Yachem Adam Beit Shamay say a person should not heat water for his feet. So should not heat up water to kind of warm up his feet. Unless it's also fit for drinking. You remember, we began the Masechet of Beitza with the principle that's articulated in Megillah. Ain Tov Ochel Nefesh Let's just go back to the Mish let's just go back to the Mishnah. Shabbat Ochel Nefesh There's no difference between Shabbat and Yom Tov except the preparation of food. And that's why, by the way, the whole of the preparation of food is the theme that runs right through the Mishnah of Beitza. Now, we carry in order to prepare food. So that's why carrying is allowed on Yom Tov. So we can cook and we can carry. But what, and we, we've said we can carry no objects that we need to perform a mitzvah. But what if we want to cook something for reasons other than eating? That is the question that our missionary is now discussing. in Beit Hilal is saying, look, you cannot heat up water for comfort. You can heat up water for drinking if you want to drink a cup of hot water, but you cannot heat up water for comfort. A person shouldn't heat up water for his feet unless it's also fit for drinking. Uveit Hilal Matirin And Be'er Hillel are going to allow this. They're going to extend the idea that once we can heat up water, we can heat up water for any purpose. And although they, by the way, they forbid taking an entire bath on Yom Tov, Be'er Hillel will rule, and this is the halacha, that actually you can wash your hands and your face and your feet in hot water that you've heated up on Yom Tov because we're allowed to heat up water for eating. And along the same lines, and Ben Hillel will say, "Look, a person can make a fire, can make a bonfire for his own warmth, which he would not do on Shabbat." Umit chamem and warm himself up on it because we're making, we can make fire to cook with on Yom Tov, and just as we can make fire to cook with, we can make fire to warm ourselves up. And I guess thinking, you know, stepping back and thinking about it. Beit Hillel are, you know, the derech of Beit Hillel is that they make life easy for the mass of the Jewish people. They represent the poor among the Jewish people. People are not going to want to celebrate Yom Tov if they can't make themselves warm. And Beit Hillel arrange that they should be able to keep themselves warm on Yom Tov. Recording stop. So let me stop stop talking and stop recording there and just open it up for any questions. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.